You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Hey, everybody. I'm Sean Reynolds, the owner of Summit Properties Northwest, Reynolds & Klein Appraisal, but more importantly, your host of this episode of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So this is going to be on the Senate passing the Paycheck Protection Program, and we've got the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act. That was passed last night by the Senate. Today is Thursday, June the 4th, and so last night we had a bill that was passed that really helps out small business. Why are we focusing on this kind of small, minute part of uh, the law with everything else going on around us? Because I think small business needs a break, and this is finally one of the, the breaks uh, besides the payroll protection pra- uh, program being enacted, this is the break a lot of small businesses are looking for. So I'm going to get into that uh, in a second. If you find the content here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast helpful, love to have you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the like on this for this video. And also hit the notification bell so that each time we have content come out, you get notified. And if you want to share around our content, we love that too. That's the best way to get our word out. So let's jump on in. And thank you for tuning in on the podcast platform. And those of you watching on YouTube, appreciate it so much. Let's jump on in. So last night, yesterday, unanimously, the Senate passed the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act. And it basically does two things. It allows the time period for which you can use the payroll protection money that you might have gotten through the Small Business Administration. It extends that out beyond an eight-week period. It goes for 24 weeks. And so the ending of when you could spend this money to make it a a go from a, a loan the, this program starts out as a loan, and if you meet all the criteria for uh, forgiveness, this will become a grant, and then these small businesses that need this money so desperately, they will not have to pay the money back. And so it kicks out the time period. Why is this so important? Well, there's still a ton of small businesses that are not open. They're literally not open across the country. We're getting to the point where most states are doing some reopening, but like here in the state of Washington, where we operate, um, our restaurants are only still doing takeout business. They're not doing any uh, in-seated dining. Uh, That will probably change here with, I believe, within the next week or so. Washington State has moved to a modified phase 1.5. And what that means, and specifically for like restaurants, um, which is what this the the modification of this uh, program and the what I'm talking about today really helps out restaurants. And the reason that it helps out restaurants is that a lot of them are not open, especially here in Washington. In the next week, we will go to I think it's 50% of outdoor seating only. So if you're a restaurant and you have outdoor seating capability, you're going to be able to take half of that and operate. So it's a it's a start. It's not a great start, but it is a start. It's get the momentum rolling. And for other businesses, the other way that this program, uh, this changes to this program really helps out is that initially you are allowed to spend, you had to spend 75% of the funds on your payroll. Now that for a lot of businesses, that's really tough to do. If you're not a heavy on payroll company, then that makes it really onerous. So instead, what they've done is they've extended out the time period to 24 weeks, 
way beyond the June 14th deadline to spend your money. And then also they've taken the requirement of you got to spend 75% of the money. They've taken that down to 60%. So 60% needs to be spent on payroll. The other 40% uh, percent can be spent on uh, interest on mortgage payments, utilities, and rent. So if you are a rent-heavy company, there's a lot of a lot of restaurants have incredible rent, especially in the urban, the dense urban settings. High rent, and they don't spend a ton. They, they've got a lot of employees, but those are a lot of times they're entry-level employees. They are not six-figure employees, and so you're not spending. Those businesses are not spending a ton of money on their payroll. They've got they've got payroll, and they've got a lot of people on their payroll, but their dollar-per-hour type jobs. Typically, a lot of them don't have benefits. That's just kind of how the restaurant world works. And so I think uh, for, for a lot of small business right now, it's really difficult to sit on the sidelines and watch everything that's happening because you've literally got small businesses across the United States being broken into and looted and stolen from. And imagine yourself, you are an owner of a business or you're an employee of a business, you want to see that business go because that's your livelihood. You have looters run through your business, take everything, take the stuff that you're trying to sell that you need to be able to sell once you reopen, you get your business cleaned up, you get things squared away, you still can't open up for a lot of places in the United States, you're still not allowed to open up. So not only are you a target for looting, and that has happened, that's happened a mile and a half from where I'm sitting here in Belleville, I watched it happen last Sunday, small businesses were broken into and looted. That's, that, that's just crazy, considering the fact that we are still in a pandemic. So it kind of feels like we're not if you watch the news and you see everything that's going on. I mean, only a few weeks ago, we were still encouraged to tattle on our on our neighbors and and tell on people when they weren't following the social distancing or when somebody was having a game or, you know, something where you were not socially distanced, maybe you weren't wearing your mask, something along those lines. And then we've gone full tilt to just having thousands of people running around the streets of America. And I think that's a really tough pill for small business to swallow because they're like, you know, we've got these protests going on and we're the target of a lot of looting and yet we still can't legally open up for business. What's going on here? So that is kind of the conundrum for a lot of small business right now. And if my offices were located just a little bit that way, I would not be saying that as in the third person, I would say be saying that's happened to me. And I watched it happen to other small businesses just a few days ago, watched them get broken into and it's horrible. Um, but that's just kind of where we're at right now. So to be able to do a podcast on, you know, something pretty significant, that's going to be able to help out small businesses, it's one of those small things to maybe get a little bit of momentum for what what basically runs a lot of the country, which is small individual businesses doing the best they can to survive and come out on the other end and still make a go um, despite the pandemic and being shut down. So just a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff for that's tough for small business to, to, to kind of handle right now and to take. And for all those businesses out there that have been taken advantage of during this time, horrible, horrible situation. But hopefully the, the, the PPP and kind of the changes here um, will add a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. And so this bill was uh, sent through the House 
last week. I can't remember when it was. Maybe it was Tuesday or Wednesday. It passed, I think, four, with a vote of 417 to 1. And then yesterday in the Senate, uh, Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader, he basically said, hey, I want an unanimous a unanimous vote on this. Let's do this 100%. And the, the way this bill was basically kind of rung up the, fl the flagpole, as President Trump said a while ago, he said, yep, yeah, that's kind of a no-brainer. That's a bill that if we extend that out, it doesn't cost the taxpayers anything out, uh, additional. It just makes it have make more sense for these businesses that either don't have huge payrolls but have huge rent or aren't able to spend it because they're shut down. Or maybe they're open, maybe they're partially open, but they're just not making enough money to really be fully open and fully staff up. Um, some of the other things that um, took place are the self-employed entrepreneurs and businesses that don't expect to reopen soon would benefit the most. And that is super true because um, those, those are the ones that this bill was kind of basically... Um, put together for is the, the places that are not open, that are struggling to reopen or legally can't because they're not in a phase that the, their individual governor is saying, hey, let's go. But I think most businesses will be able to open up probably in the next two weeks. We're seeing so many of the states, I know, um, kind of go forward with a reopening. I know Las Vegas, I think that happened today. Saw some pretty big casinos that are they're, they're changed. It's a different look. It's not millions of people just running around mingling. It's a pretty, you got to do this. Here's, here's your guidelines. It's that kind of feel to it. It's not the old Las Vegas. It's, it's a new, more subdued, and it's a more controlled for sure. And I think we're going to see that across the board. And I know we'll see that here in the state of Washington, because I've, I've looked through all the regulations to reopen. And a lot of it's fairly onerous, but we are in a pandemic, and that's kind of just what you do. So many business owners have called on Congress to update the Paycheck Protection Program as they struggle to meet its terms and fear they may be forced to take on debt, even as their businesses haven't fully recovered. And so taking on an additional loan that you got to pay back due to governmental regulations that you shut down, you're just adding more debt to businesses that run on a really thin profit margin. And so many of these businesses have shut down already. And I think you're right on the cusp of seeing another major wave of businesses that are just like, yep, I'm out, can't do it, can't make the numbers work. Or businesses that have run through their paycheck protection program money because they thought, well, in order to... Um, in order to spend the money away to the, according to the way this, this bill was written, there were so many businesses that basically got their money as of, I think it's like April 14th is when the first um, businesses started to get their money that applied on the day it was allowed, the, the program came out, which is April 3rd. So April 3rd, it came out. April 14th, businesses started to get funded. And then they've got two months after that, basically 56 days to make that money get that money spent in the way that it was written according to the bill at that time to meet the requirement from it to go from a loan to a grant. So a lot of businesses that, you know, maybe were able to open up or were essential that were still going through, through this shutdown, a lot of them have spent their money 
and it might not have been in the best way possible, but everybody's kind of doing the best they can, just like the rest of America is through these super tumultuous times. I mean, I do not ever remember anything like this in my in my business dealings over the last 30, 35 years, whatever it is, just crazy times. But um, I think everybody will get through it as best they can. And we'll see where it goes on the other side. So uh, the bill, the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act of 2020, it now heads to President Trump's desk for his signature. And I think he will sign that willy-nilly as soon as that gets in front of his desk. He's already committed to signing that. So and then it'll be enacted. And then it's basically getting the word out to small businesses. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast is just basically get some more word out there to small businesses that, that have been impacted. Hey, here's where you are with the with this program, you've got the ability to extend out your terms and here's how you can spend it. So that's kind of kind of where I'm sitting. And if you're wondering why I'm waving, I'm waving to Nikki Smith, videographer for Summer Properties Northwest. He just came in from a video shoot down south. Is that right, Nikki? Yep. Where were you? Furcrest. Furcrest, down by Tacoma. So I hope that went well, Nikki. Um, so I'm going to roll through here. So the Small Business Administration, the SBA, that is who is backing these loans. And usually the SBA is a very difficult loan to get. It's, it's really hard to get. You got to jump through all the, these kind of hoops. And um, it's tricky. But this time, um, with businesses shut down because of the coronavirus pandemic, um, they made it much easier to get these loans. So the Small Business Administration, which oversees the lending program, had approved 4.5 million of these loans worth 510.6 billion as of Wednesday evening. And more than 120 billion in funding is still available. I'm, I don't think you can apply. I'm pretty sure you can't, but there might, I don't know, with 120 billion left, um, and, and a lot of that, it might sound like an enormous number, but the government is basically just spitballing what they think the need for these loans will be. I know initially we had $350 billion that got spent like that, that got funded like that. And then we had a second round of funding, I think, for an additional, what, 310 so 630 total, 350. Yeah, so three, 300 billion, it's somewhere in that ballpark, uh, additional funding of which three, 120 billion is still left over. So with the amount of money that the government is spending, they are just, they're coming up with general ideas of where they think they sit, and they don't know what the what the capacity is going to be for these loans. But small businesses really reached out on these and these were hugely popular right off the bat to the point where they had to do second round of funding. But the current eight week spending period ends for 30% of the businesses by June 14th. So those are the ones that got their funding basically April 14th or shortly thereafter. So a little less than a third of those businesses who got their funding early on their period, time period will end June 14th. Another 36% will, will have their loans, their loan time period end up in the second half of the month. So these, the, the time period of which you got to spend this money is coming due for way over half, probably more like two thirds of the businesses out there. Now there have been some businesses that have just been recently funded. And those guys are in the best position, because now they have the ability to go, okay, no longer have to spend 75% 
on payroll, I can spend up to 40% on my rent, my utilities, and my interest payments. I've got that flexibility. And also, I've got a much longer time period over which to spend the, the payroll. So you've got flexibility there using the same amount of money. My money hasn't changed at all. But small businesses getting the break of, okay, I've got this money, but how do I use it? Well, now there's flexibility there. And I think you might see a couple more changes. But with everything else that's going on with the government right now, I think this is probably, realistically, this is probably the last step for small business funding. I know there's been talk about another round of stimulus going out to not only small business, but to United States citizens in general. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to go. That seems to be kind of bogged down because the Senate has said, hey, we need to figure out which way, how the, the trillions of dollars that we've already spent, how that's looking, we don't even know. Whereas the House is more concerned with, you need to get some more money to the American people. And they've thrown out um, some packages, but I, they haven't been well received with the Senate. And so kind of just in that time period right now. But this is a bill, the bill that just got passed yesterday that Trump will sign here in the next few days, I'm guessing. But I know this one's going to get signed because both the House and the Senate said, yep. And President Trump ahead of time, it said, it said yep. And it, it only helps small business. So we've got that. The passage of this bill, and I'll read this. This is from CNBC article. The bill's passage comes amid debate between lawmakers over the contours of a potential future round of financial re relief. The coronavirus pandemic pushed broad swaths of the economy to shut down in mid-March, and nearly 43 million Americans so far have filed for first-time unemployment. So today is Thursday. We had another, I think, one point. Darian, what was that number? One point. One point one. One point nine million Americans between today, Thursday, and previous um, Thursday filed for first-time unemployment. So that number is going down, but you've you still got close to, what, yeah, close to 43 million Americans. So if you use the number of roughly between 150 and 164 million Americans in the workforce, you've got a quarter of the workforce that is filing for unemployment. Now, we are kind of hearing numbers, or not hearing numbers, but seeing numbers that the unemployment is not as bad as we were expecting. And we've got some numbers coming out from April that are better than what we thought. And I think the stock market is reacting to some of that. The stock market's always reacting to something. But, um, you know, housing alone has been an incredible run. Um, and I talk about that all the time, that uh, with the low interest rates and the lack of supply, housing is one of the few things propping up the economy in a lot of sectors. And so to have, you know, this many people unemployed and still have things going the way they are, I think it's, you know, it's as good as it can be. But I'm super grateful that this bill that I just spent the last podcast talking about is passed. And so from that standpoint, two thumbs up to our government for kind of finally pushing something along that quickly that made sense. So I hope that um, this news goes out to small business and small business owners, I'm sure that are looking for it. If you found this helpful, 
Um, appreciate you so much for watching and tuning in. So again, I'm Sean Reynolds from Summer Properties Northwest, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for downloading on the podcast flat platforms. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.